I'm Ben Easter, and you're listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast, the podcast that gives you the mindsets, strategies, tips, and tricks to live your freedom and love your life. If you're here, I suspect that you have a total badass inside you, but chances are that you haven't let it play full out yet. Maybe you've been told not to, that it's too much. Maybe you've been worried about what other people will think, or maybe you just haven't made the space to shine. If any of that sounds familiar, you've come to the right place. Each week, my co-hosts and I will be exposing the lies that keep that badass chained and, more importantly, sharing the tools to help you break free and share that most authentic you with the world. So, if you want more freedom, possibility, or courage, then I'd invite you to take a deep breath, get curious, and listen carefully for your shift to freedom. Welcome back, my friends, to the Shift of Freedom podcast. I'm Ben Easter, and I'm here with my wife, Paige Easter. We're here to talk about hypnotherapy. And what I'd love to do is kind of use this as an opportunity to sort of ask you some questions about it that I have been curious about with hypnotherapy. Um, I have experienced uh, personally a little bit with hypnotherapy when I was younger. I was really interested in, in self-hypnosis. So I know a little bit, some of the language and some of the things that go around with it. But I also don't know that I know the same jargon that you know. So if ever I ask a question and it doesn't make any sense, feel free to be like, what the hell? Um, <laughs> and uh, hopefully we can address this. So I'm really excited to talk. So thanks for chatting through hypnotherapy with us today, Paige. Yeah, I'm really excited. I think that there are so many misconceptions about what hypnotherapy is and how it works, that in those misconceptions are pretty harmful because they actually keep people from being open to the experience of hypnotherapy. And I think that there's a lot of growth opportunity on the other side of going through that process. So I'm excited to hopefully dispel some misconceptions and also spark some, I like some curiosity for some people listening who might change their mind and then be willing to go find a hypnotherapist or reach out to me directly. Right on. So first question, can you make me bark like a chicken? I mean, dog. I mean, I think that just like any other time of life, if you're in a state of hypnosis or you're not, I can make a suggestion. And if you want to do that thing, based on what I know about you, given the right circumstances, you might be actually really delighted to bark like a dog or dance like a chicken. Um, but oh, thanks. Being... <laughs> Being in a hypnotic state is not the same as surrendering your autonomy. You will only make the kinds of decisions that are already in alignment for you. Okay. And I mean, that's a little tongue in cheek. I, I just think we see a lot of that in media and things like that. So I thought I'd ask the question for anybody who had it on their mind. Uh, to get a little bit more serious, uh, what I'd be interested to hear you talk about our... Um, First, let's give an overview. Like, what is hypnotherapy? How, how is it even working? Um, what is it doing? What is it claiming to do? What's your, been your, your experience so far? Um, kind of what's the mechanism? How, how does it work? Yeah, I think the best way to talk about this would just to kind of give a historical brief on why I decided to add hypnotherapy to our business. Um, so basically what happened was I was developing my coaching skills as I was going to grad school for counseling. And I was having these experiences and pulling from my own past experiences of either being helped by somebody else or helping somebody else through a transformation. And I kept coming to these moments where I would personally, I'd buy in, I would be convinced, yeah, this would be a great change. If I did it, I see how my life could be better. And then somehow 
like watch myself not change and continually like just feeling like stuck and not making the kinds of decisions that would get me the results in the world. And I, my question at the time was, is there something else other than just talk that can facilitate this transformation? And if so, what is it? So for two, two and a half years, studying, coaching, doing my own coaching, receiving coaching, studying, counseling, digging into lots and lots of different theories outside of even my coursework at grad school. And I started pulling little pieces from a lot of different theories and approaches. And one day I was talking with a friend who is a hypnotherapist and um, I was asking her about like, how does the hypnotherapy work? And like, what does like, what's the process? And here's some things that I know about how the mind works. And here's some theories that I've learned about. And she was like, oh, well, in rapid transformational theory, which is the approach that I'm getting certified in, she's like, in RTT, we address what you just said like this. And we address this other thing like this. And so it was like everything I had been researching to answer this question coalesced in this one moment. And I was like, do a session on me. If I get any result, I'm going to get certified. And so she did a session on me just around confidence in the business. And within two weeks, I just watched myself transform. All of a sudden, I was like buying into my value, um, showing up like somebody who believed in herself coming into these sales calls with like zero doubt that I could help people and full awareness that if they don't want to work with me, it has nothing to do with me. It's them and I don't have to take it personally. Um, And so here's how I kind of, here's how I understand how hypnotherapy works. As we grow and develop, when we're young, we have an underdeveloped mind. And we create these associations between kind of this behavior is safe, this behavior isn't, and it's an underdeveloped mind because it doesn't have access to a lot of experience. And so what happens is we create these associations between certain behaviors and the likelihood that we will survive, continue to belong, be able to fit in, et cetera, et cetera. And those associations exist in our brain on a subconscious level. And so when we're desiring transformation for ourselves, it's always because there's some like secret reason, some payoff for not making that change. And when those changes come from, or when those, uh, when those fears, right? Like the desire to keep ourselves safe in a, in a previous life is associated with something that doesn't actually create safety for us. Um, and we don't even have access to it. We don't know what that fear is that we're trying to protect from because it was developed at a state where we didn't have a lot of capacity for intellectualization. So basically, it's kind of like um, outdated software running in the background that we don't even understand Like, what are the intricacies of that software. And so what hypnotherapy allows us to do is it is inviting us into a calm state not dissimilar from a state you would be able to reach through a meditation practice. And when we can come into a calm state, what we allow is that our critical, logical language brain can take a side seat and stop being front and center so that we can access the subconscious. And when we can do that, we can basically do like a little investigation. What is it that is creating so that Paige can't be confident. What's underneath that? 
and we can leverage some stories from our past. And it doesn't even matter if those stories are true, if it actually happened the way that you remember it did. Um, some people do hypnotherapy and have like past life regressions. And I'm not here to argue whether or not we have past lives or whether or not we can access them. I don't know. But what I do know is if, if that story is in there, it is a symbolic representation for how things are structured in your brain. So for me, when I had my first hypnotherapy session around confidence in my business, what came up were these stories from my past where I didn't know that something was dangerous. And when I came to realize it was dangerous, what I learned was things are dangerous and I have no idea when something is going to be dangerous or not. And so in these scenes had something to do with like me wanting to do something. I wanted to ride this horse. And so I took some grass that I had picked and led this horse over to a fence and climbed up the fence and was sitting on the back of a horse. But I was three and I was just hanging out with my friend. She's a horse and she's my buddy. And my mom came running over and pulled me off of this horse and was scared. And so what that story meant for me was I created an association of when I want something, it could be dangerous. And I'm not wise enough to know if it's going to be dangerous or not. And so this is just like outdated software running in the background. And so when I inquire to myself as a 35-year-old woman, like, what do I want? And I kept coming up with blanks. And it was just such a, like, a discombobulating experience because I'm me. How do I not know what I want? If I don't know what I want, like, where do I even go to find that? And as soon as I realized that the reason that my, I wasn't coming up with clear answers for what I want is because I had this outdated association between what I want necessarily being dangerous. And so as a safety keeping mechanism, somewhere in my brain, my subconscious was like, hey, if she asks what she wants, let's just, let's just send her blanks. So she doesn't then go out and have behaviors that could potentially compromise her life. So that was pretty long winded. But how did, did that answer the question? <laughs> so, so just to recap what you were just saying, the, the thing that happened where in the hypnosis session, what happened was you went in to a scene from your past and you identified this pattern that had shown up in your past that had begun at some point in the past with this horror story. And what you uncovered was that it was, uh, it, it had a reason, a secret reason for being this pattern of showing you blanks when you asked for what you want, had a secret reason for being that was like some sort of subconscious association with what you want and danger. Mm -hmm. And what, so how did hypnosis change? Cause you, you were talking in the beginning of that you had this crazy transformation around your hypnosis. So what I'm, what I'm wondering is how did it work? How did that happen? How did the change come to happen in a couple weeks? <laughs> what, what facilitated, what facilitated transformation for me was that I made that outdated software explicit. And then once I knew what it so was, like you named it, you, you knew I it named it. Yeah. We could identify, here's what it looks like. Here is because the subconscious is the way I see it. The subconscious is like the structure of where things are stored and how we recall them. And so somewhere in there, there was like a blockage that was like, if she asks what she wants, like, let's just tell her nothing. 
And so then once I know that that software, like I have an understanding of how it, like what function it is doing, like why, like how it's working, then when I have the experience of asking myself what I want, and then I, it like, it comes up blank and then I'm like, oh yeah, this is the outdated software playing a role, trying to keep me safe. And so what I can do is I can just remember, okay, actually, I don't need this process anymore because I have all of these other resources to keep myself safe. And then, you know, step into a vision of like, okay, if I did take some kind of a behavior, what actually are the risks? And so my subconscious mind can kind of logic its way through this and provide some safety for subconscious to loosen the reins. And because all subconscious is wanting to do is keep us alive. And once it sees like, okay, actually, this really isn't a risk, then it can return answers around what I want. So what, what it sounds like you're saying is that you, you identify this pattern with you're in this state where your subconscious mind is more talkative, so to speak. You identify this thing and something about the identifying of that reason changed, changes you. It's just mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, another. So way this to is about so this. You're, this is sounding very intellectual. Like you're you're understanding what is going on in this underlying state, and just by, by the understanding of it, now we're free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now what I'm what I'm trying to understand is because you started this off in the beginning of talking about how you weren't experiencing that kind of change from these therapeutic modalities. Mm-hmm. Because you were understanding these things intellectually, mm-hmm. you were understanding these things intellectually, but you weren't experiencing change. What's the mm-hmm. difference? The difference is that going into a subconscious state and figuring out what is the when I go to access or leverage my brain for something, there's some kind of a pattern of of recall. And so, intellectually, before doing a hypnotherapy session, I didn't even know that that was running in the background. I had no idea that there was some misassociation between what I want and danger. I didn't have that understanding. And so as like a prior to that session, I just kept what I, what my experience of it was was actually lack of confidence, which doesn't have a, like a lot to do with um like desire, I guess, or like I mean, I guess it does. But it was the um, the understanding of the pattern that my brain was going through when it tried to when I tried to use it as a resource. That wasn't I didn't know that that was in there. It's like it's like lifting the hood and understanding like well, the inner workings of a car to then understand well what is the thing that wants to be fixed. The engine okay. isn't running. The engine isn't running properly. Isn't enough information to be able to fix it. Okay, so. So it's what I'm hearing from you right now is what it sounds like, which I know is missing a piece of the story that happened, is it sounds like you can just come and have one session with a hypnotherapist and then change is going to happen because you're going to, you're going to bring this subconscious part of your process, your way of working in the world, you're going to make it conscious. And then just in the making of it conscious, it will no longer impact you in the world. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that right? Yeah. I think that there's a, there's a couple pieces missing from that, but in its essence, yeah. Rapid transformational therapy is designed to help somebody solve a problem in one to three sessions. 
it's not meant to be like a talk therapy where we process and continue. Like we're looking for like, what's the root cause of this challenge that you're having? And once we identify it, um, then we spend some time in the session disrupting that thought pattern. Okay, look how things aren't safe or look how things are safe when you want them. And like show brain how this association doesn't actually help the person become the, the conscious brain. The conscious brain, yeah. Showing the conscious brain like this this is how um this is how this pattern isn't working. And then the mm -hmm. next the last step of the session is to create a recorded like a bespoke recording specifically for that person that's affirming statements, painting a picture for what this person wants in their life. Um, so it's kind of where like, you drop uh, them into a subconscious state first. They're in a, they're still in a subconscious state when you make the recording. Yeah. But the recording drops them into a sub subconscious state. Yeah. So when you take the recording home and you listen to it, you, you commit to listening to it every day for 21 days. It's okay if you fall asleep during the during the recording, but the recording commences with what's called an induction. And basically it's a physiological way of getting your body into a state of calm. Like I said, not dissimilar from like a meditative state. Okay, <clears throat> so to zoom out for a second, the process is you drop somebody into, a, you induct somebody into a subconscious mm -hmm. state, mm -hmm. not dissimilar from a meditative state. Mm -hmm. Then you do some exploration to figure out what is the subconscious reasoning for whatever the block is that you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. Then you transform that blockage. You, you reveal it to be a maladaptive pattern. Mm -hmm. You interrupt and it. Then you, yeah. Okay. You interrupt it. And then you bring the person back from the subconscious state. Mm -mm. No, it's not necessary. They're in a hypnotic state anywhere from like 45 to 90-ish minutes, depending on what the session is for and who's doing the session. Um, but the last phase before coming out of a hypnotic state is to create the transformation. And this is a 15 to 20 minute recorded audio of all the things that the person wants to see transformed in their life, what it would look like. So in this um, this requires like uh, collaboration between the hypnotherapist and the client of like, well, what does it look like when your life is going away? What are the pictures? Like if you could see it on a movie, what would the audience see that lets them know this transformation has already happened? Um, and then they, we welcome them out of a hypnotic state and then we kind of wrap up the session from there. Okay. And then over the next 21 days, they'll listen to that recording mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because that seems like an important part of it is that they're going into a hypnotic state again and again and again, over and over again for the next 21 days, and then being given the suggestions, the ideas of this transformed state, rehearsing totally, it yeah. from a place of being in a hypnotic state. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think this is where like the money is for the session. I think there's definitely value in interrupting um, in identifying and then interrupting the subconscious pattern that's playing out. Um, but just like any like affirmations work, any visualizations work, like having this 15 to 20 minute recording that's just packed with all this stuff, just suggesting to you over and over and over again, like this is how your life is as your transformed self. Like here are all the benefits. You look around and you see these things and it really just helps to 
um, install the kind of vision and affirming thoughts and beliefs that create space for, for change. And this is actually what I think is so interesting for so many people about the idea of hypnosis is that, you know, I think everybody wants the pill, the push button solution to things. And, um, what hypnosis can do, especially this process where you get the recording and you listen to the recording over and over again, what it can do is sort of give you uh, the easy version of transformation in that you become relaxed, you, you know, you get into the, the trance, you're inducted into the translated state, which is, for lack of a, uh, I, I think it's actually an easy way to understand it is that it's helping you to suspend disbelief while you're mm -hmm. in that state. Exactly, and, yeah you become suggestible in that way. That's what suggestible means is that you, 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 you stop saying, no, 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 that wouldn't be possible. And you just like open up your mind to kind of what would, what, what it could, what if it were possible. And then from that state of the trance, you know, people listening, you'll, you'll probably be, um, well, you will be experienced with a trance. It, it's not something that is unusual to us. We do it. First of all, we do it all the time in our waking lives. When we're driving, a lot of times we'll step into a trance or, uh, you know, runners do it all the time, but also every night when you go to sleep, you, you move through the trance state as you're falling mm -hmm. asleep. And every morning when you wake up, you come back through the trance brainwave while you're waking up. So it's not like this is going to feel like some magical, crazy experience. It's that we're going to be putting you in that experience and then doing some of these other things where we're, where we're giving you suggestions and then you're just less resistant to those suggestions exactly. while you're in a hypnotic state. Yeah. yeah okay, totally. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what kinds of things, Paige, could someone be experiencing that this would be the kind of thing where they it would be useful for them to consider as a modality? Um, yeah. So anytime that somebody has the experience of, I, I know I want this change. I believe that it's possible for me. And I just keep watching myself not show up because I think an alternate way of going about it is to like kind of white knuckle and just force yourself to step into the behavior change and then force yourself to experience what it's like on the other side. It, not everybody like is willing to do that. Um, and it's not very comfortable. Hypnosis is hypnotherapy is a lot more comfortable. And I think it works more fast. It was more rapid and, um, it's, it's just more comfortable. Um, we can use hypnotherapy to address like physical ailments. Um, it can, it's been shown in studies to increase the rate of recovery from all sorts of different um, autoimmune disorders, cancers, like all kinds of different physical ailments. Um, but I'm, I'm really interested in the application of it is in terms of um, kind of identity development and performance, especially as it relates to business. So anything around like confidence, um, seeing yourself as a business owner, believing in yourself as a business owner. Um, it can also be used for like behavior changes, eating disorders, smoking cessation. There's a whole plethora. Like if you could think of it, you could probably use a session to find some improvement. So it would always be recommended to reach out to somebody who's like a clinical therapist uh, because a hypnotherapist, I don't have a, I don't have any credentials for therapy counseling. I only have credentials um, or I'm about to have credentials for just hypnotherapy and this one specific approach, rapid tra transformational therapy. So 
not for depression, anxiety, uh, bipolar, any of these diagnoses. Yeah. For, Is that what you're for, saying? for pretty serious psychiatric disorders like bipolar, um, multiple, like borderline personality disorder, schizophrenia, stuff like that, it's probably not appropriate. But for something like depression, just having a hard time getting out of bed, if it's like clinical suicidal. Not clinical depression. Yeah, if, yeah, exactly. Not a substitute for for th- therapeutic psychiatric interventions. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. But for motivation for a business owner? Totally, yeah. Having a hard time either, I think, people-pleasing, people pleasing, um, boundary comparison, setting. boundary setting, prioritizing overwhelm. yourself, overwhelm, decision making. Would overwhelm, I mean, would overwhelm be one of the ones that it could be used mm-hmm. for? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. Prior- prioritization. Mm-hmm. Okay. F- fear of failure. Totally. Yep. Okay. Um, uh, what about like fear of rejection? Social? Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Cool. Th- those are some of the big ones that I see show up again and again um, in client work. So. Mm-hmm. It sounds like that's a, it's a really useful thing. I can tell you, I also, for the listener, I have had an experience with this as well. We, I went to the same friend and, uh, the 21 day, um, recovery. Now for me, I was not really interested in making some sort of transformation. So I didn't go into it with any like hard and fast desire or expectation around it. That said, I wound up accidentally experiencing like things like weight loss and uh, a lot more movement in some projects that I had on the side burner because I th- I brought them to the session and then I listened to my recording for 21 days and it was really pretty impressive that I, I had been making changes that I forgot I even asked for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 21 days later, I had made some massive changes in those. And so I thought that was a really cool experience was that like I kind of even forgot because for me, you know, Paige said, you don't always want to go to sleep while you're listening to it, but I did. I I would listen to it before bed every night and fall asleep at literally every time before I would mm-hmm. get th- probably even halfway, three quarters of the way through the recording. And I'd still experience transformation mm-hmm. in areas that I didn't even think that I was making transformations in until I went back and looked at like what my intake form was around, around it and things like that. So uh, pretty interesting stuff. Um, you mentioned some contraindications. We uh, is there anybody that, that this is there any kind of person that this wouldn't be effective for? Anybody who might be listening that where it would probably not be that useful, or who they wouldn't it wouldn't be hypnosis wouldn't work for them, or like they wouldn't be able to get into a hypnotic state. Um, so far, I don't know that anybody I've been doing sessions with has experienced an inability to get into a hypnotic state. Um, Sometimes people have challenges around kind of being able to find memories or regressions from their past. Um, My sense of that is potentially something that gets in the way of that is kind of an openness, an openness to experiencing it. Um, And also a belief, like if you come into it with skepticism, I don't know that it will work for you. Um, And also if you don't think that there's anything not going well for you. um, I've heard a lot of talk in my training program about like narcissists, like narcissists don't need help. Like hypnotherapy can't work because they don't know that they're, they don't believe anything's wrong with them. 
Um, those are you calling are me a narcissist? Is that, is that what's happening right now? <laughs> I would not call you that. So, um, so people who are resistant to opening up to the, the, the transformation and things like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just being willing to explore. Um, yeah, I think that there's a little bit of trust that is necessary to, like, if you're considering doing hypnotherapy and you don't really trust or feel like you relate to the person um, that's doing the hypnotherapy on you, it might it just might not work. So maybe either sort that out with them, ask some questions, try to figure out how to establish trust and rapport, or just find somebody else. How do you know if you if you're in rapport with somebody? Is there a way to tell? Um, I guess my clue to that would be if I'm talking and I feel like the person isn't understanding me, like they're not really getting what I'm talking about, I would feel out of rapport. And I don't know if I would love having a session from them. If you weren't feeling understood, that might be a clue. Yeah, that might be a clue. Okay. Yeah. Defensiveness too, I think would be totally a clue, a clue that you're out of rapport if you're feeling defensive. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that there's also, like I said, it is, it's a collaborative experience. So it's hard for me as the hypnotherapist, if you're not giving me anything. So if, if you're, uh, if I ask like, well, what, what does that look like? Paint me a picture for what, what's a scene from your life when this is no longer a problem. And they're like, well, I just, I don't really know. I don't, and they're not able to kind of conceptualize it. It makes it hard for the hypnotherapy to, to work. So it's, it has to, it kind of has to be collaborative. Hmm. I had a hard time and actually, uh, in the visualization part, I had a challenge cause I, I don't have a lot of memories from my childhood and there were like, that was a question that was coming up and I, 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 I had a hard time identifying things. It felt like I was making things up. Um, and even that with that, I still feel like I experienced transformation. So, mm-hmm. um, and since and- the only judge of transformation is what I ex- feel like I experienced, then experienced it yeah well like i said if a memory comes up and it doesn't feel like well i don't know if it actually happened that way or like it feels maybe like i'm generating a story that didn't actually happen there's still a lot of value in just okay well here's the best i can do with what i remember because it's not whether or not it actually happened that way that's important it's that this story is basically like a symbolic representation of how things are stored in your brain. And so it doesn't actually matter if it really happened and you can just go with it and it'll, it'll give clues to what is happening in your subconscious. That's keeping you from the results that you want. What if people want to experience hypnotherapy page? What, where would they get a hold of you? How would they, what, what, what does that look like? Is it possible? Can they, can they reach out? Yeah, totally. I would love to talk to anybody who is wanting to use hypnotherapy or interested in seeing transformation in their life around their own confidence, around people pleasing, around boundary setting, any of the things that we've talked about. I'm not as interested in something like eating disorders or physical ailments, but I definitely have referral partners that I can connect you with. So if you are interested in hypnotherapy or even just want to chat about it with me, you can reach out to me on the DMs on Instagram lucid underscore shift underscore coaching. Cool. We've got those links in the show notes. So thanks for the conversation Paige. This was great. And uh, for everyone else, I think uh, hypnotherapy can be a fantastic uh, adjunct modality um, for transformation to shift to freedom. So thanks for listening. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast. If you want to get the most out of your time here, think about this. What's the one thing from this episode that resonated the most for you? Asking that simple question can help anchor in your insights and remember who you want to be. If there was even a single thought in today's episode that helps you to become even 1% more free, then we are thrilled. If so, would you do us a favor? We're on a mission to spread the message of freedom and we could use your help. See, the algorithms love it when we get reviews, shares, comments, and likes, and then that helps other people like you to find the podcast and just maybe change their lives. So if you like what we're doing and you want to generate some positive karma for the day, please write us a review wherever you get your podcast love. See you next week. And in the meantime, live your freedom and love your life.